Hey everyone, thanks for listening. This is Tyler with 23 Pills, and I'm so excited for the uh, the episode today. It's been a, a hot minute since we've recorded anything, just school and life gets in the way, so sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do, and, and the podcast had to take a, a back seat for a second, but we're back again, and I'm really excited to uh, introduce my, my guest today. He's a good friend that I just got to know. Um, he was my preceptor for my first rotation of pharmacy school, and uh, as I told him, it's going to be a hard one to beat. Uh, so I, I invited him on the podcast because, um, as funny as it may sound, I've actually never interviewed uh, you know just uh, someone who's who's worked in in retail before, um, which is surprising to me and probably to a lot of you, um, because this is you know this is a, a major part of the career field and and something that a lot of people get into after after they graduate so I thought it would be a good a good idea to to have him come on the show and and explain you know what it's like to be working in that type of in that type of capacity and and the all the fun and and trials that he's had so his name is Adam Webster he works for the University of Utah slash Smith's still right i think you kind of mentioned that currently yeah. currently okay and uh yeah i'm happy to have him on the show so adam thanks for being on the show today thanks for having me i appreciate the invite yeah of course well uh if you would like can you just give a quick you know introduction to who you are and and where you're at looks like uh by the room you're in looks like you uh explore the world or you know you, you do some you do some traveling maybe uh i'm in this world just to look cool this is a we're we are traveling right now we're on vacation this is my grandparents room oh. um, their home office so wow uh, this is a little taste of all the places they've been but okay. uh, i live in Tooele county in stansbury park with my wife and six children and uh as tyler said i did go to the university of utah that's where i did some of my undergraduate, I did some at BYU. I did some at UVSC back when, before it was UVU. And uh, then I finished up my graduate program at the U. So, Wow. Awesome. And you work for the, the University of Utah Clinic, right, in, in Stansbury location, which is where we, I do. we did yeah. the rotation. It was an awesome place, awesome people, loved it. Um, how long have you home. been working there for? Uh, now it's been since 2015, so going on six years. Okay. Yeah. And, um, when I, when I was there, I was only there for four weeks because in, in pharmacy school, at least in our program, you, um, yeah, your, your third year, you start kind of your introductory rotations and you do a couple of them at a couple different places each for about a month. Um, but in the four weeks that I spent there, I learned quite a bit from this guy um, and the, and the other folks at the, at the clinic there. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a really great time. And the University of Utah is a unique beast in that, um, it's, it's technically considered a retail store, but it's, it felt honestly more like a, a you know, small closed community type of setting to me rather than a big chain, um, which is which is something I think appeals to a lot of people, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, that it was one thing I was aiming for um, in a career was uh, a, a more rural community pharmacy. 
I wouldn't say Tooele or Stansbury are, are very rural at this point. They're growing so fast, but um, definitely felt smaller. And even though the University of Utah, um, uh, to a Utah feels like a really big company, um, the retail side of it is still just a medium, a, a small chain, I would say, not even a medium chain. So gotcha. has a different feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the patients, you know, and the community members feel that as well. It's a lot more personable as, as you know, at least it felt to me, um, which was awesome. So, and so you mentioned that, uh, you're with Smith. Can you, can you kind of have a unique backstory? Can you kind of, kind of clue us in on, on, you know, how you got to where you're at now? And is this, would you say your you know, your career goal that you've, that you've met, or are you striving towards something else after this? Um, I would say this was, this was, and has been my career goal, um, to work in a, in a small, smaller, more rural place. Um, I'm the pharmacy manager at this current location. Um, so a little added responsibility, that's good. Keeps me working hard. Uh, my backstory as far as unique, um, I don't know how unique it is, but um, I was born and raised in Utah um, until I was about 20 years old. The only thing I ever thought about was doing computer science at the time, as long as I can remember. So that's what I pursued in high school. That's what I pursued shortly after high school. Um, <clears throat> never thought about doing pharmacy, even though my father is a pharmacist. Um, that never entered my mind that I'm going to go that route. Uh, as I got into college and, uh, I, my mind started to change and shift. I, I started working in, in it or computer science. I actually did that for five years before pharmacy school. Oh, wow. And as anybody knows today, there's, uh, an infinite amount of different types of, uh, it careers, um, but I didn't look that hard and I couldn't find what I was looking for. Um, it didn't feel right. I couldn't find the right fit. So that sent me looking for something else. And uh, since my father was a pharmacist, I didn't look very far. I, I liked science. Yeah, I, I liked how the body works and then how we can take care of it. And so I started to try pre-pharmacy and I loved it. And I also saw my father, I guess the other thing that drove me that way is I saw my father, he married the two at, at a certain point. He, he did pharmacy for most of his professional life, but at a certain point he bounced around to um, some companies that were IT companies supporting pharmacies hmm. and he helped them out. So, so he was doing like IT pharmacy for a little bit and he was a consultant. And, uh, and in one of the companies I worked for, um, we used to bring in pharmacist consultants all the time. Sounds like a pretty sweet gig too. Yeah. Um, so I thought I actually going into pharmacy school, I thought that that was still my aim to, to get my pharmacy degree and still get, you know, a degree or certifications with uh, computer science and find a job that joined the two. And partway through pharmacy school, um, I did a rotation that involved both, uh, or just a little bit of a rotation that involved both. IT and pharmacy, and I still didn't feel it. Still wasn't the fit I was looking for. And, uh, but I did know it even before that going into it, whether I did computer science, whether I did pharmacy, 
I wanted to do either rural community or rural hospital type of pharmacy. I still wanted you know, to be out in the weeds and the sticks, the mud. So I, I catered all of my rotations. I actually, back when I was in pharmacy school, I went from 2008 to 2012. Um, we were able to select more of our rotations at that point. I don't know how it is for you now, but um, I picked all the rural rotations our school offered. Hmm. That helped me a lot. And it also helped me in getting my jobs in uh, that I was working in rural settings and got contacts, professional contacts in those areas and that benefited me later. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, very smart actually too. It sounds like you were setting yourself up for, for major success rather than just kind of, you know, taking what seemed fun at the time. And I'm sure you took maybe, you know, a couple, but, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's does sound similar to what we're kind of doing right now. Um, they do lay out, you know, four or five of uh, types of rotations that we have to take, at least for the advanced ones. Um, mm-hmm. But we do get to choose a couple, a couple electives, um, of, you know, places to go. So, but I think you did it in a very, in a very smart way. Um, and as you mentioned, networking was probably one of the one of the major, you know, payoffs for doing that. Um, is that how you ended up? Uh, getting getting your first job right out of school yeah well I did through one of my rotations yes Um, it was actually it wasn't one of my rural rotations it was actually the Smith's corporate rotation so I was doing a rotation with the people who do the hiring for Smith's and um, and at that time so I I don't have to go too far into this but I know the the pharmacy market, at least in Utah, Utah, Utah is a small market. We're a small state, even though we got over 3 million people, we're a small state. Um, so it, the pharmacy market in about 2009 um, filled up pretty quick. It, it, was, it was competitive, very competitive, let's say that. It was very competitive. And so I, uh, I was scared. Uh, my wife and I, while we were in pharmacy school, we, we thought, oh, no, uh, we want to hang around somewhere near here. You know, we're, we're okay going out into the rural areas, but wanted to be somewhere in Utah or close. And so we worried about uh, what might happen. We actually had moved to Tooele County after my first year of pharmacy school. And I got a job out there and I had a couple of rotations out there. Um, but while I was on that rotation with Smith's corporate, um, they had a need arise way out in Wendover, Nevada, West Wendover, Nevada. <laughs> and um, that was really rural. Okay. That was, that what that would be a good test of, is this what you're looking for? And we were actually just at lunch with them. We weren't doing anything important. They were just chatting and I overheard them say that they had that need. And I said, well, Hey, I live in Tooele County. Well, that, that runs right up to Wendover. I said, uh, uh, I'll take that, but I'm only halfway through my fourth year of pharmacy school. And they said, you'd be willing to go to Wendover? And uh, right there at that lunch meeting, they said, you're hired. Wow. We'll save it. We'll save it for you. <laughs> wow. So, That's awesome. Um, that, that was pretty neat. Um, but since then, so 
so while I was in school, I worked for Walgreens and Walmart. And, uh, and then I ended up working for Smith before I got finished school, um, just as an intern. But because I was living out in a rural county in Tooele County during my last three years of pharmacy school, I got to know all the pharmacists in that valley at the time. I continued trying to network with them and, and I was working out there. And so actually when I graduated, um, the majority of my class either took a residency opportunity, which was fantastic, or or they weren't sure what they were going to do. So there was a, you know, a big chunk of them that still were deciding after graduation. And um, I actually had uh, four or five offers from the county where I was living and working, uh, not because I was the greatest person they'd ever seen, but because they knew I was out there and that I had that preference for a, a rural rotation or a rural area to work in. And so, you know, I sent those opportunities onto my class because I'd already taken one. Um, so it, nice. it was a huge benefit. Yeah. Huge benefit. Yeah. Sounds like it. I'm sure your classmates appreciated that. That's incredible. So you had what, six total job offers, right? Something like that. Yeah. Right. It's, to my knowledge, my classmates didn't take advantage of any of those other opportunities. So. Oh, bummer. <laughs> Twilla was the, the, the end of the earth to all of them, and uh, I yeah. didn't think it was that far away. So Yeah. I, I mean, half hour from downtown Salt Lake, you know, about. Um, I can't believe that. That's insane, especially when you, you know, how you were saying the market was just getting saturated. Um, I, yeah, that was not common at, at that time. Yeah. Well, and to have a job, you know, pretty much set in stone before you even graduated, that's, that is crazy. That's awesome. Um, well, how you've mentioned to me, you know, uh, some experiences you had at Wendover. Um, how do those compare with where you're, where you're at now? Uh, Wendover, I, I loved my first job. I did love it. Um, I had no intention of leaving. I was still living in Stansbury Park at the time. Um, we'd lived in Tooele. We moved to Stansbury when I got that job. Uh, and uh, it was 100 miles. Wow. It was a 100-mile commute. So we're talking an hour and a half or however fast you drive. Uh, I could do but that. I only... <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple advantages there. I, one, I, loved, I told you that was what I was looking for. I was looking for as rural as I could get. Uh, my wife's from Southern California, Huntington Beach area. She was not looking for that rural. Um, but uh, so, you know, th th there was ups and downs. Um, but when I went out there, I actually, because it was so far away and because it was so hard to get um, people out there, pharmacists, typically um, Smith's offered that full-time position for me as three 12-hour days a week. Oh, wow. So I had four days off every week. Um, they salaried me at 40 hours, but I was only working 36. Well, kind of, <laughs> that's an interesting story too. Um, but I would drive out there. Um, the, the, we tried different schedules, uh, myself and just one other pharmacist, right? We never saw each other. Uh, really we had a barbecue together, like, on, you know, a Sunday or, or a day after that, that farm, that store was closed Sunday. So it was open six days a week, closed Sunday. And so we would just do alternate days of the week. And the schedule I settled in with was a Monday, Tuesday, Saturday. So I would drive out Monday. I would stay the night in Wendover Monday night and drive home Tuesday night. And then I'd go out and back Saturday. 
was was the days I did. Um, but it was interesting um, for you students. Let me just give you a warning. Um, when I got out there, I imagine while I was going through pharmacy school, what do you do as a student in tech? You've always got somebody over you in the pharmacy. You got someone, the buck stops with someone other than you all while you're in school. And in my mind, I, I knew I wanted rural, but for some reason, I always imagined that when I started, I'd be in a store like I was doing most of my rotations in, which always had somebody else looking over my shoulder. I had a pharmacist there other technicians or, you know, some of the places that I didn't do that were rural, you, you have this huge crowd of knowledge and wisdom all around you. Um, when I got out to Wendover, um, there were two issues that I, that I hadn't thought of. One, the day before I started out there, the other pharmacist that had been there for several years, that was the pharmacy manager left for medical school. So I was the only pharmacist at that position the day I came out of, the day I licensed to be a pharmacist. Um, so I, the, most days or all days, I was the only pharmacist. Some days I had no technician. So I was the only person standing there. So suddenly I'm looking <laughs> over my shoulder saying, okay, I got a question. And there was nobody there. So that, you know, practice on your rotations, maybe thinking how a pharmacist thinks, ask them if they'll let you help verify or, or things like that, verify scripts, ask them what they're thinking as they're doing that, because suddenly I know one to ask questions too, unless I, uh, at least not in a pinch, I could, I could call people and maybe get a response later, I could email people, I could call drug info at the University of Utah, uh, so that was a little scary, and then two, that the pharmacy manager left, so not only, uh, was I the only pharmacist, but I got a call from Smith's corporate saying, how would you like to be the pharmacy manager? By default, again, not, not because I was the greatest person they'd ever seen. By default, I moved into a pharmacy manager position the day I started hmm. out of pharmacy school. And we had to hire another pharmacist really quick. And uh, I've been a pharmacy manager. I was a pharmacy manager out there for three and a half years. Um, then I moved to my current job at the University of Utah Again, because I had networked there, those people knew me, they knew I lived really close to that clinic. Um, so there was a job opening coming up and I got a phone call from one of the pharmacists ahead of time before the job was posted and just said, do you still live right here? You know, are you interested in working a little closer to home? And uh, honestly, I didn't care. I could have stayed in Wendover, um, but it was a joint decision in our household. And uh, we decided to, to go at the University of Utah, which I love too. I, I, I haven't regretted the decision. I haven't looked back. Yeah. Those are two warnings. Watch out. You may come out as a manager. You may come out working alone um, if rural pharmacy is your goal. Okay. Yeah. So luck, uh, uh, luckily, I had learned the lucky part is I had learned how to do all the different uh, parts of the workflow in community pharmacy, you know, before I was thrust in that position. Yeah. So that probably set you up fantastically for uh for your current job right do you feel like you came in with quite a bit of experience under your belt already yeah that i mean one the networking helped and two um that that pharmacy manager that ended up hiring me at that point was looking for someone that had been a manager over another rural place uh, you know a really similar we, we're the, the stores the volumes and things of scripts were very similar and so when I did interview, that helped a lot. 
that I had the three and a half years under my belt, even though I still considered myself a rookie manager. Um, so she did hire me to be a staff pharmacist. I worked under that, that manager for a year um, before she, she was planning to move to another U of U location, which she did. She's still with the U of U. Um, uh, but she was looking for someone to replace her as pharmacy manager at, at this location. Gotcha. So she was grooming you up a little bit to take. Yeah, that was, and that was great. I was so happy to work under someone for a little bit and <laughs> and see another style. I mean, I just figured I've got to be doing everything wrong, right? I just was thrown right into that, and uh, and we not only was I alone there, but our my boss was 120 miles away, right? back in Salt Lake city. And so, uh, I rarely saw uh, someone above me. Um, so I feel like there wasn't a ton of training. There wasn't on-site training, right? Uh, it was, I would drive in and we'd have meetings. So they, they provided some training, but it was a little worrisome in the beginning. Yeah. But I had a great, great crew out there and it was, it was so much fun. Oh my goodness. I got to know the community. I did things before because I got to stay there too. Right. I stayed there overnight. I got to go out on the town. I got to um, visit with uh, a lot of the people, go out to pancake breakfast with their, you know, local organizations before it opened. I hiked the mountains out there. Um, just a lot of fun. I spoke at the schools out there. We do flu shop clinics for the casinos out there. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> I really felt like I got to know. I still have people today. I mean, you know, without breaching HIPAA, it's still a lot of patients that, that, come and say hi to me um, when they come in to, to Willa uh, that I still have connections that have lasted. I've been away from there for six years now. Still have a lot of connections. So. Wow. That's incredible. Um, I have one friend in particular who would be very envious of, of your entire uh, career there. He's the type of guy that's, that's, uh, you know, put him out in the sticks and, and just leave him out there. He would, he would just die, you know, so that's pretty. If cool. he puts a bug, if he puts a bug in um, Smith's ear, uh, that might be a reality for him. So, hmm. oh, good to know. See, they're this always is why you listen to the show, guys. It's not just typically out there and in Elko, which is another 110 miles down the road. Um, a lot of the pharmacists, you know, to be to be honest, are out there for a certain. They agree with Smith. Hey, I'll be out there for a year. I'll be out there for two years. It's I said I want to be out there indefinitely. I was, I loved it. <laughs> I was that kind of guy. But, um, but my path took a turn. And again, I absolutely love where I am now. Still, definitely has a bigger feel than the Wendover store. But um, we still get to have great relationships with our patients and the community. Yeah, yeah, and I've and I've seen that firsthand. And that's actually. Uh... That's actually the main reason why I am going down that same career path. Maybe not as a, I wouldn't mind the rural aspect, you know, the really rural, but um, but no, the the patient interaction and 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 uh, relationships that you get to form with people. That's that's what I'm after. That's what I would get, you know, satisfaction from the job. Um, so that's like I said, you you've had a unique a unique career path so far. Um, one that mm-hmm. not many people uh, will, will have, I think. Um, and I think it's served you really, really well. And what I've seen with the way that you interact with people, not just the patients, but the other members of the pharmacy, the, you know, members of the clinic, you're very valued resource there at the pharmacy. 
Um, and uh, I can definitely tell from your, you know, getting thrown in the fire right out of school as a manager, that's, that's helped you out quite a bit. Um, so one thing that, that I've always been curious about, you know, even before I started school was <clears throat> everyone says that working at a retail store is just the worst ever, you know, <laughs> like that's, I, I think that's, you know, the joke of, of, of pharmacy. And this is not to bash anybody that works in that capacity, but uh, you should know if you didn't already that there is a stereotype that if you're working in a retail pharmacy, you better, you know, be ready to work for maybe five years and then get burned out because it's so horrible. And I'm just curious in your opinion, why that is. Um, because I've asked other people and, and, you know, uh, there's just been a mix of answers to no answers. Um, so I want to know from your opinion why that is. And then if you, you know, how, how can that change? Can it be changed? And if, you know, if so, how? Solve the world's problems. That's what you're asking, Tyler. <laughs> I mean, that's um, what we do on the show. You know, why not? Well, I love my job. Um, what I do, where I do it. But as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, um, the University of Utah and Stansbury, our particular location, is a unique beast. So, <laughs> uh, like I said, I did work. Um, I did work at Walgreens and Walmart um, while I was in school. I worked for other stores of Smith's, not just the Wendover store, uh, for the last few months of pharmacy school. And I, I hear what you're saying. I get what you're saying about that stereotype and some of the parts that might be true. Um, community pharmacy has changed a lot in the last 20 years, I would say. Um, again, my dad was a pharmacist, so I got to see him be a pharmacist in the 80s and 90s. Um, which I call the golden age of community pharmacy for, for different reasons. Um, but uh, there are things, so, so community pharmacy, uh, let me start with some of the, the things I love about it. One is the, those relationships that you get to form with patients. Um, some of the other areas of pharmacy that um, I saw during rotations or that my colleagues took, uh, you don't get quite as long, uh, quite of a long, as long-term of a relationship with those patients as you do in the community setting. Typically, um, you don't see them quite as much, you know, people rotating in and out of hospitals, some things like nuclear pharmacy, um, you're kind of squirreled away somewhere and not a ton of patient interaction, uh, which some people love. Um, I'm not that person. Um, I love the, the community aspect of it. Um, I also love the job I took now versus the Wendover one. I have opportunity to take students. It wasn't a student internship program uh, set up out there. We did train our own technicians. We were far enough out there. We had a, our own in-house train, tech training program. So that was a lot of fun. I love teaching. I love what the students can teach me. They keep me on my toes. But as far as the, you know, the fears people have of community pharmacy, um, Oh, again, sorry, before I get into that, I mean, we do make a lot of money. Most pharmacists do, community pharmacists are no exception. Uh, we make a, a good paycheck to be able to take care of yourself and your family and, and have some extra too. Uh, 
one thing I really love that I didn't find in IT, here was a huge reason why I switched from IT over to community pharmacy is I get to, for the most part, I get to clock in and clock out. So even though we're a you know professional career and, and we, we do take our job seriously, most days I, I clock out and I'm home with my family or I'm off on vacation and someone else is running the show. Uh, you don't get that in all aspects of pharmacy. I definitely didn't see that in IT. You know, you, you mm-hmm. took your laptop home, you took a pager home, but pagers don't exist anymore, right? Take your cell phone home um, and, and you were on call. If the servers went down, you were back in there. Um, sometimes if our fridges go down, I got to run back in there in the middle of the night. But again, for the most part, I'm in, I'm out. So um, I do love that. Uh, the manager role has a little more that I think about outside of, of work, but uh, okay, now delving into, okay, why are people scared of community pharmacy? Um, over the years and decades, uh, the, my get, I'm not going to get way into this because that's uh, I, I'm not an expert on it, but uh, the payment model of pharmacy um, and, and our healthcare system in general has dictated community pharmacy to make money by selling prescriptions, typically, versus the way say a hospital pharmacist would get paid is by being part of that healthcare team on one of the floors or somewhere there where they're not necessarily getting paid just for their product. They're getting paid as part of that reimbursement team insurers say, Hey, if you got a nurse on your team and a physician on your team and a pharmacist on your team and an occupational therapist on your team, whatever, we'll give you more money to take care of the patients that way. So you get paid out of a different model than community pharmacists where if we don't sell product, we don't get paid typically. Now that's, that has been changing back even when I was in school. Um, my dad's pharmacy, my dad was a pharmacist and he ended up owning a couple of pharmacies before he semi-retired at this point. Um, and he was getting reimbursed for teaching classes. He was getting reimbursed for uh, MTM. He was getting reimbursed for, you know, helping people with durable medical equipment. Um, And he actually, here's the thing, you know, some of your viewers might be interested. He had actually set up with some of the commercial insurers to get reimbursed as a provider. Oh, wow. Way back 2013, 14. And the insurers didn't know how to handle it. They didn't know how to deal with it. They actually had a contact at each of those insurance companies that he would call personally and say, Hey, Bob, I just, you know, I'm doing this, I'm making these decisions and stuff. Here's the time I spent, cut me a check. And there was an individual person at the insurance company that would cut him a check and send it to him because they could not put him in their system as a provider. Wow. (laughs) They don't, the world doesn't see us that way, right? They haven't seen us that way before. And, and as, as pharmacy evolves and say, Hey, no, you know, we're doing these things. We're doing things that providers can do and providers are trusting us to do those things and signing collaborative practice saying, Hey, I don't want to deal with these really difficult diabetes patients uh, as far as managing their therapy or something. You make the decisions, tell me what you did and you're good to go. I'll sign off on it. Right. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so, so he had broken that barrier um, at different times. So that was super cool. But anyway, our, our model is such that if we don't sell product, we don't get paid for the most part. It's most of our paychecks. And our country's cost and reimbursement, I should do this, (laughs) have gone in different directions. 
over the years. So that has necessitated, if you don't sell three, four, 500 prescriptions per pharmacist and a couple of technicians you got working at your store, it's harder and harder to net that profit. That said, um, people who are saying, hey, you commit to community pharmacy, you're going to be burned out in five years or community, community pharmacy is going to collapse and fall apart because the reimbursement model is not going to be there. It'll evolve. It'll adapt. I know my dad's pharmacies were successful. There are other independent community pharmacies in uh, Tooele Valley that are doing fantastic. They have found niches. They've got ways to get pharmacists checking prescriptions and ways to get them doing clinical care and get reimbursed for that. And through compounding and taking care of uh, care centers and just all, all sorts of neat, smart things that they've done. Um, our pharmacy, you know, is, is making a, a, a small profit. Uh, so it's possible. Um, but I do totally get where they come from when I did, I worked in some busy stores. I worked in some really, really busy stores and I don't know how long I could have done those types of things, but um, you got to be creative. You got to be uh, adaptable um, yeah. and try to find, find those connections that are going to make your job worth it. Um, there are some days though at those stores, I thought I don't make enough money for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are some days when I say, you know what? I, I feel guilty. I make so much fun. I'm having so much fun. I shouldn't be paid this kind of money. Hmm. Interesting. But it's out there. Yeah. I can't solve all the problems. I don't know all the answers to it, but people are finding them. They're there. Um, yeah. They're innovative. And it's pharmacists are going to be, I still think the outlook for pharmacy, even community pharmacy is pretty good right now. And there are jobs out there. If you aren't, uh, you know, married to say always the Wasatch front or, uh, you know, typical places that are, more popular if you're willing to go to other states, even even urban areas in other states, you'll find a job. If you're willing to go to rural areas, you'll find a job. If you are willing to to not be so married to one location, there are jobs out there. Well, that's good to know because uh, even before I got in, I had people telling me, you're never going to get a job. Don't even try. You might as well just go do something else. And, that's and, true. Uh, you know, so that's really good to know. Yeah. Well, um, you answered like two or three questions in, in, in one question, which was great. And, um, you know, I don't, I, I do think that it, as dumb as it sounds, I do think that your attitude also has a lot to, to do with your situation and your job and how long you're going to be there and, and things like that. It's, you know, if you, if you go into it already believing, you know, what people say, then yeah, you might end up leaving really quick because you're so tired. But, you know, if you have a good mindset, you can, you can push through anything. I, I personally believe. Um, so that's, that's really good to know. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I wish a lot more people, you know, thought the way that, that you do about, about pharmacy. Um, sometimes it seems, it seems like people are just in it for the money. They're just in it for, you know, being able to clock in and clock out and, and not have to think about it. So, um, I think taking your approach, having a good all around, you know, encompassing view of pharmacy and of how it affects your life. I think that it, those are things to really consider, you know, 
um, as you get into school, as you start to get out of school and start looking for a job. Um, you brought up a lot of good points of, you know, being pliable. Um, you know, the buck stops with you. You know, you might you might not have the help that you're so used to during school, pretty much being, you know, babied essentially all the way through. Um, but as you've shown, it, it, it forms you into a, into a great pharmacist. And I would say that you are a fantastic pharmacist. Um, and you. I've, I've really appreciated you uh, taking the time on your vacation to come and, and do this show. Um, did you have any, any tips or advice that you wanted to give, give students before we wrap up? Um, think ahead. Don't wait till the end. Um, I try to tell all my students that Tyler's probably, probably nauseated of me telling them that. No, think ahead. Uh, uh, try to nail, look, here's my advice. (laughs) Yes, please. There are no, there are no perfect jobs that exist on this planet. There will always be something that's a downside to a job. There will always be upsides to jobs. Uh, I feel like in one way I really got lucky is I wasn't, um, I wasn't bound and determined to find the perfect job. (laughs) I didn't have that expectation, I guess. Um, I just picked a few things that I thought were really important in my life. I used to have a bigger list. Um, I, I feel like I matured a little bit. I was immature for a long time. Um, when I was first looking for, uh, uh, you know, computer science jobs and stuff, maybe my list was too long. But um, as I as I got older and went through more and more school, I thought, you know what? Here's, here's the list that are the most important things to me. Um, and if I can have those things, then I can endure everything else. Um, not a problem. And... Uh, taking that attitude like you just mentioned um attitude's a huge part of it that's not dumb you said it was dumb it's not dumb (laughs) Um, so you know refine your expectations um about uh, your perfect life and dream this and dream that um have dreams just just have realistic ones and uh and then think way ahead where might you live where do you need to get your intern license now while you're in school before you graduate um i ended up having to hurry and get a Nevada one and a Utah one, right? And got to do a license in those two states. It's been a huge, huge uh, blessing for me. Um, and then network, 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 network. And don't give up. Don't get discouraged. Don't listen to the people who say uh, doomsdayers say you're not going to get anything or, or you know, pharmacy is going to crash or fall apart or I'll get offshored or something like that. Keep going. You're valuable. You're going to come out as a doctor. Okay. Even if you don't end up doing the job you think you're going to do, um, you've opened up a lot of doors, right? Like I talked about, you might be a consultant for some, you may never work in a pharmacy period and you just be a consultant. Someone's writing software that has to do with pharmacy and they need your license to say, Hey, we consulted a pharmacist about this. Um, There's a lot, a lot of opportunity out there. Dr. So-and-so. Perfect. Honest advice. That's what I, that's what I, that's what I love. You know, I feel like a, a really, you know, go getter journalist, like give me the honest advice. And that's, <laughs> that's exactly what we need. We don't need people to sugarcoat it. 
And uh, yeah, as this sh- as this show has hopefully proved to people that there's more than one pharmacy opportunity out there, more than people probably think and, and imagine. So yeah, great advice. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Well, Adam, I really appreciate your time for being willing to do this, and and I think you've given us you know fantastic advice, um, and hopefully people take it and and uh, have great careers. So. Thank you. I wish you all the best, and uh, it's good to see you again. Thanks for the service you're providing, Tyler. Yeah, of course. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening. If you uh, if you want to know more, um, you know about about jobs like Adams, feel free to listen to this podcast. Uh, you know, you can contact me personally. I'm at twenty three pills podcast at gmail dot com for any questions. And uh, I've I've made a couple of good contacts in my in my time so far so we can get you guys information if you ever need it but we appreciate you and thanks for listening take it easy